Real Coach JB live coming at you right here on this Monday, Menace Monday. Zach Smith will join me right out the gate here in a few minutes. Uh, Barstool's very own Jack Mack, Jack McGuire will be joining us on Barstool from Barstool. Um, if you're a fan of Jack Mack, Jack McGuire, uh, he does a lot of good things on TikTok, um, a lot of good stuff on Twitter. If you're not a uh, follower, make sure you become one. Um, he'll be on the show in the second hour. And then Matt McChesney will join us. Uh, we got a lot to discuss today. We got uh, today marks the start of the NFL free agency. It's about three hours away, a little bit less. Uh, who's the biggest free agent on the board? We're going to break that down live right here. Um, we're going to talk Oscars. The Oscars needed Chris Rock and Will Smith back bad last night and uh the xfl attendance record broken for a non-nfl french or a league got to get into that lakers lose a critical game march madness is here jack mcguire is going to join us to talk about that and of course jeff nadu big man on campus will be here thursday when we start march madness and we're going to break down our brackets live right here on the show so make sure you guys get some of that um rest in peace to the legendary vikings coach bud grant the only man ever to win an nfl super bowl a great cup championship and an nba title how about that uh break that down what's going on in drag racing these street racing drag racing people just getting killed left and right bunch of idiots you guys need to chill the hell out uh, I told you guys all the time, politicians and priests, the most crooked motherfuckers in the world. We're going to break that down. And why is Tiger another weirdo ass in trouble again? Why is Tiger's weird ass always in trouble? Always in the news for something. Um, we're going to break that down too. Aaron Rodgers, is he still bullshitting like Sugar Free said? We're here on this Menace Monday. Um, like I said, Barstool's very own Jack McGuire will be joining us here today live come on over to youtube if you're on tiktok come on over to youtube and uh check us out as we will get after it today aaron Rodgers interviews with brandon marshall yesterday and basically says nothing um but it is what it is let's get you started with the quote of the day of course as this show is brought to you by betonline.ag use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v get you 50 percent off plus welcome bonus and CandidatesCBD.com, right here at CandidatesCBD.com. Make sure you head on over to CandidatesCBD.com. Use my promo code COACHJB and get you 20% off plus free shipping. Um, Lots to discuss. NFL free agency is about to kick off here in three hours. But let's start you off with the quote of the day, as always. Don't give your past the power to define your future. Don't give your past... The power to define your future. A lot of you cats do that every day. A lot of you guys do it every single day. You allow your past to control your future. Dog, you got to get over it. Past is the past. I don't look in the rearview mirror because I ain't going that way. So stop looking in the rearview mirror. Take the shit out of your car. I don't give a fuck if you get a ticket. Um, But don't give the past the power to define your future. Stop doing it. Contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams. 
Man, that's a, I don't know if there's a realer statement than that, contrary to belief. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Let that sink in. Every time somebody looks up to you, a little kid or something wants your autograph or wants to talk to you, make sure you don't just brush them off and go by them. You may be the world to that little motherfucker. To, and, and, and just so you understand, we're just a one man in the world. <laughs> just telling you, you might be the world to that man. Or one man. A uh, lot to discuss today, man. There's a lot going on. Uh, not only in NFL free agency, but just a lot of other shit, too. Aaron Rodgers still bullshitting. Waiting. Everybody's waiting on him. But rest in peace, Bud Grant. Bud Grant may be one of the most legendary, iconic uh, coaches of all time. Um, he, he set the, bar, the mark. Uh, very, very high. Great cup champ, in a world champ in NFL, NBA world champ. Um, he did it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. He is the true epitome of that definition. Bud Grant. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable, to be honest. Um, but rest in peace to that man. Uh, the Oscars jumped off. Chris Rock and Will Smith seemed like they needed to be back. They, they, the Oscars lacked a little mojo. It lacked a little uh, Ricky Gervais. It lacked, it lacked a little uh, Chris Rock getting smacked. It lacked some pizzazz, I thought. Um, so, you know, I don't know. But I want to get you started with a bang. This is how every single kid in class should be treated if they start a fight. The teacher should whip that ass. There's no way you can send my kids. I couldn't send my kids right now. If I had an 8, 10, 12, 14, 16-year-old kid, I'm not sending them to no fucking public school right now. I'm just I'm just telling you real. I'm going to teach them right here anyway. I'm going to teach them my damn self. This is what we're running into, too, public schools. You have a problem, public schools. You're going to have an issue, public schools. When all these TikTokers and content creators and all these people online work from home, guess who their, where their kid's going to be? At home. You're going to start losing enrollment real quickly. I'm just telling you right now, public school is about to be the thing of the past because it's just unbelievable drama. Teachers, high school teachers, elementary school, middle school, you better start figuring it out. You better teach on TikTok. Why don't you start a TikTok teaching class? Why not? Everybody would be on it. I mean, it shit don't make no sense. Everybody's going to be on it. <laughs> I'm just being real. Shit. Um, before I get into this, I got to ask, I got to get into the, to this, uh, into this, into this XFL game, XFL deal. Look at this. 38,000 fans turned out for a Battle Hawks XFL game in St. Louis. Shout out to St. Louis in the house. St. Louis, uh, you guys showed up. 
and showed out almost 40,000 for an XFL game, man. Um, like to see it. The Rock's doing some things in the XFL. I like to see what he's getting done. He's actually getting some shit done over there, and people are on it. Last week, their ratings were higher than the NBA, by the way. Uh, the NBA is faltering fast. The NBA is a hard-to-watch league right now. I'm just going to be real. Um, I love the dick writers on TikTok. People make up names to follow me, by the way. They actually make up a name to just to make sure that they can comment in my, uh, on my timelines. Oh my God, zero follower. He just made the name up today. He woke up today and was like, I'm going to troll JB. That is impressive. Clap it up. That is impressive. Um, I hate to be your girl or your guy when you got they got to kiss you every day when you got JB's balls on your jaws. <laughs> um, yeah, way too many crybabies in the NBA, dog. I'm gonna be honest with you, way too many, dog. Way too many. Um, lot going on, man. Jalen Ramsey traded to the Dolphins, and I thought the Rams got screwed. The Rams didn't really get nothing back. They got a journeyman tied in. They got, like, nothing. A couple picks back from the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't really know what they got, um, but I, I thought they lost that one, but I, that tells you a lot because sometimes addition by subtraction is a real thing. Sometimes addition by subtraction is a real thing. So I'm not sure that the Rams aren't adding by subtracting because of uh, Jalen Ramsey just being a shitbird. And uh, really, you know, it's about what have you done for me lately? That's what this business is. Last year, he struggled. Uh, even though he had 20 pass breakups and he still tied his high with four interceptions. Uh, he gave up seven touchdowns the year before. He only gave up two. Uh, is he declining? Uh, I don't know if he's declining. I think he was unhappy in L.A. because he's a bitch-made cat. And, of course, when bitch-made cats get unhappy because of some whatever reason, uh, then you demand a trade, and then you bitch and moan and cry, and then guess what? It's a player-driven league, and I say, book player empowerment, but guess what? What do I know? Um, that's just is what it is. So uh, the Bears, we didn't get to talk about it before last week ended. The Bears traded the number one of the Panthers. Zach Smith's going to join me here in a few minutes to break that down. Who he would bet his house on picking number one. Who do the Panthers take? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. And can we get over all this AR-15 hype? Um, I'm just telling you right now. I love that he could jump high and he has a hell of a broad jump and he could throw the football 59 miles an hour. <laughs> Too bad you won't do not one of those fucking things in an NFL game. How about we look at the game film, which I've done, and that cat is shitty. <laughs> he is shitty, but we're going to break it down. We're going to break it down. Um, we're going to break it down. If the Panthers take Will Levis, 
you better sell all your season tickets. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody, come on over to YouTube Live. I got to get off here because I'm going to start cussing and TikTok some bitch made cats. You can't handle the real. Peace. Um, all right. Now that I'm off TikTok, I can get rated R. This bitch-ass motherfucker right here, Kyrie, might not be playing because of personal reasons. I did a video the other day because of this reason right here. And I got to be honest with you, dog. I don't give a fuck about your excuses for your excuses. Because that is what you do. You make excuses for excuses for bitch-made cats like this. How many fucking personal reasons can you give a fucking organization or eight? Because <laughs> every organization, this motherfucker's gave an excuse. And I'm just tired of cats defending him, dog, because he can dribble and cross you over and he can score 40. I don't give a fuck. You know how many great fucking players there have been in the world that have been a, wasted, a waste of talent? And we choose this motherfucker to be the one we're worried about? We're choosing this one to fucking protect? Get the fuck out of here, man. Man, you know how many motherfucking goats have been out there? How, how about you talk about Earl Manigault, the real goat? How about you talk about... I mean, dog, we've had more street legends that didn't make it. Let's talk about more of those guys. Let's start, let's start giving a bunch. How about how about the motherfuckers that have tragically passed away? Um, such as the Lynn Biases of the world and Hank Gathers of the world, who passed before we even saw them. If you're gonna give a cat a pass, give a cat a pass at least for overdosing. Shit. This motherfucker right here, dog, just don't wanna play the game that you all anoint him to go in. He don't want to play the game you like him to watching him play. He don't even want to play the game you go to see him play, dog. Make that make sense for me. Oh, coach, he had a family issue. Give a fuck about his family issue, bro. I did a video on Twitter, dog. I give a fuck. I'm I'm actually happy. I'm glad and 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 uh, what can I say? I'm actually surprised by all the fucking love. DMs I got. I actually got a ton of DMs. So I can talk shit about the Chiefs and you guys get butt hurt. But I can call Kyrie out and you guys are okay with it. Interesting tweet, Twitter world. Interesting how that works. Very interesting. Huh. Contemplate that. <laughs> Zach Smith joining me live right now on this Menace Monday. Menace Monday is named after Zach Smith, by the way, so make sure you follow him on Menace 2 Sports uh, on YouTube or on social media. He does a great show every day as well. What up, Zach? What up, man? Man, Menace Monday is in the house. Are you still in the studio? Oh, yeah. I said, cool. You got it. You still getting a mural written up? Yeah, I'm waiting for, for them to approve it. She, the, I got an artist that, that like, finished the digital copy and I, I got to submit it to this office building. They, they got a problem with half the shit that was on it. You know, like the cheerleader was not wearing enough clothes. And I'm like, listen, man, this is a brand thing. Like she's, she should be fucking topless. 
So wait, 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 wait. You got to approve it through the place you rent from. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, well, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure they have them out, out there, these co-working spaces where you can rent like an individual office, but it's like a community type of place. <clears throat> so I got really? this big, this big office space here, but it's like, you know, there, there's a company that owns it. And so they got to approve the artwork. So wait up. So you're sitting next to like a cubicle of another motherfucker. Uh, I, I, so I'm kind of in a corner. I can't really see any. I mean, there's people walking by all the time, but but it's not like a cubicle. They're like they're like individual offices, like with hallways and shit. So wait up. You realize there's no fucking way I could do that show there. My show there. No, bro. I, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> bro, you, it, it's you'd be shocked. Like, and the worst thing is I'm facing like the windows. I wish I could turn my camera around and show you. So like, it's all glass on the, on the wall and it looks out into the hallways. So I'm sitting here talking to the fucking camera and these people like walk up to the glass and are looking at me. Sometimes they try to walk in and say hello. Like, I'm like, motherfucker, do you not see me talking to myself? Like, get the fuck away from me. You imagine me going on a rant about a fucking made up human or oh, some yeah. weird up shit. And I just hit the table or something. And some guy next door gets butt hurt and I'll be on fucking... <laughs> Oh, yep. coach, you got to get out. And I'm like, oh, my God. There's I no can't doubt. believe that. That's good. Are you breathing bad chemical air in Ohio right now because of all the train derailments? How many train do you guys have a week? Like six? Yeah, we have like one a day. <laughs> like one a fucking day. Is it like a normal, like, what's going on? I haven't been able to ask you for three weeks. What the fuck's going on in Ohio? Man, fuck if I know. They they they, they just didn't. I guess they, they, they've never fixed any of the railroads. I don't fucking know. I don't know. The better question is, where the fuck did all... I know they had money for that. Like, they had a budget for it. Where the fuck did that money go? Like, we, we just didn't fix the railroads ever? Have you done, a, uh, have you done like, a, uh, a sperm test? <laughs> Man, no. But I got four kids. I hope my shit is gone. I hope I got none left. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, like... Hey, here, hold on, but here's the problem, though. With all these soft-ass fucking California people in Ohio... We, we've been breathing this type of shit in our lungs our whole life. Like, this ain't nothing new. We've been living in this fucking filth. <laughs> hey, I know. That's why the fucking cyborgs come from that area. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. You guys have an ocean breeze, clean hey, air. Over here, we just fucking... ones out here. Bro, all we fucking breathe in is chemicals. Oh, uh, you're not lying, dog. You're in the steel mill capital. Yeah. Hey, that's a good point, man. I... Remember the Toxic Avenger? <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite movies, man. It was the worst produced, directed movie of all time, but it's one of my fucking favorite movies. It reminds me of some lake in the middle of Ohio somewhere right now. Seriously. It's real. That shit, and, know. and you know what? They just act like it didn't happen. They're like, I'm, I'm literally like asking one of my best friends. His wife is like the one of the big news anchors here in Columbus. And I'm asking her like, well, what? Should we buy bottled water? And she was like, well, they're saying like the, the water plants, like they'll just, all their filters will just get rid of all the bad stuff. I'm like, yeah, fuck right. Like you, you think I'm going to believe that? Fuck no. I ain't believing shit. No. I'm not going to Ohio for probably five to six years once I find out it's not Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to wait it out. <laughs> hey, uh, I got to break this news real quick. How about this shit? This cat named Levi Axtell, A-X-T-E-L-L, a Minnesota man, has been charged with second-degree murder for killing a sex offender with a moose antler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but this is the deal. The man that he killed is a convicted pedophile. His name is Lawrence Scully, and he was stalking Axtell's youngest daughter. 
Oh yeah, he hey, he gotta get a medal. Fuck fuck arrested him. We gotta we gotta get that guy a medal. Exactly, fucking right. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. This guy should be fucking a trophy should be made for him. And absolutely, absolutely. I, I can't, I can't believe, man. I just don't get it. So if you're stalking me and I know it, and you're following my daughter around, I I can't kill you. And oh, I'm going to jail. Fuck it. it there's no no chance I'm not. I mean, he should be the. Ch- I mean, I just don't know why the law hasn't changed by now. Well, the thing is, here's. I guess it sucks he's going to have to go through the process, but you can't tell me a jury is going to fucking convict that guy. Like, of, of regular people? Like, just a jury of your peers? No fucking way. They're going to be like, no. No, he didn't do it. We don't believe it. <laughs> Fuck that. Hey, let's see. It's in Minnesota, so I hope he's white. <laughs> he is. I just saw a picture of him. Oh, okay, good. Um, you got the fast action shit over there. See, I need a production team where I'm just, they're pulling up shit for me and shit so I can just, like, fucking... Hey, today marks the start of the NFL free agency, Zach. In about three hours, um, the biggest free agents on the market are going to be out there. Jalen Ramsey goes to the Miami Dolphins. Um, it seems like the Rams kind of said, fuck it, because they didn't get shit in return. And I'm like, damn it. Uh, right. Addition by subtraction is a real thing in this business. Um, and he might be a baller here and there, but I think he's a shit bird. I think they were like, fuck it, addition by subtraction. Send his ass to uh, Miami. I don't know. He don't play quarterback, and he can't get the ball to Tyree Kill, so I don't really think it's a big, big deal. No, I think – I mean, they they leveled up their secondary, that's for sure. I mean, I think they might have the best secondary in the NFL, but like you said, you got to have a quarterback to win in the NFL, so cool secondary, bro. (laughs) Sweet. uh, XFL, man, I don't know if you watched it at all, but they had uh, 38,000 turned out yesterday. Um, I'm not mad, man. The Rock's putting the product out that they had higher ratings than the fucking NBA. Oh, I believe that fucking bro. I went on a rant. I don't know you saw it. I fucking hate this. I hate basketball so much. It's oh, fucking I a joke. It, dude. I loved it. Fucking Purdue, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Ohio State sucks. I'm not. A, I'm not really an, a basketball fan, let alone an Ohio State basketball fan. But they play this fucking guy from Purdue, seven foot seven. The fucker's the slowest fucking athlete I've ever seen on TV ever. Just a bad athlete. Not even like average. Like he is a bad athlete. When they transition the court. It takes like 30 seconds, and then you see him on a screen, like, walking back. So fucking bad, and he's like some dominant player. It's a joke, but yeah. Hey, so what was your tweet? What was your tweet you said? But I I was just making a point, and people, basketball fans want to get all bent out of shape. Like, name me a sport where a big fucking human, giant, that is an absolute slow twitch, awful athlete, can be considered a difference maker. Like, what sports? Someone said sumo wrestling. I might buy that, but I think those guys got to be a little athletic. Like, what fucking re- what sport? But they're five eleven. Yeah, right. Like you're not football, seven seven. Like football, no chance. Uh, you know, you've seen them. How many fucking massive humans that are bad athletes have you seen that you're like, wow, that kid's awful? Hey, a lot of people liked your tweet in the chat. Uh, Lucy loved it. I, she posted it in our Discord. I was laughing. I was laughing like hell. Um, <laughs> I, let me ask you this though. We used to make fun of big dick porn stars that were just the ugliest, goofiest fucks in the world. I equate it to your tweet, right? Yeah. I say you found a one. If you want to call porn a sport, you found the one. Like Ron Jeremy. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like fucking ugly fat fucker. But he's got a huge cock, so he's like makes millions of dollars. Like what, what is that? <laughs> oh, fuck. Nah, there's some, there's some cats out there, dog, that I... People send me shit, just fuck with me. Like, oh, I bet you, I'm like, you motherfucker. They send me this dude, that fucking gigantor. 
and he looks like Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dog. Um, you know the one they made the meme of, the black dude sitting there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. World famous meme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, homie. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talks to Brandon Marshall yesterday at a little fucking quarterback challenge thing. Basically said nothing. Um, <laughs> and then he, he, he likes this tweet, I guess, that came out. He liked a tweet um, from, I guess, one of his own uh, teammates. Um, I think it was Rasul, Rasul or whatever. He, he said that, uh, you know, basically, hey, man, we don't need to fucking tweet him. We got his number. He's, they're talking shit to the Jets players who are trying to make a push on Twitter to get Aaron Rodgers. I find that interesting. I have a, a, a take. I'm going I'm to, I got an interesting take today. I think he's going back to Green Bay, dog. Oh, shit. That would be the most Aaron Rodgers thing ever, though, right? Like, I feel, I feel like I, that, is, I don't that know. is so on brand. I think, I think he goes, I think he goes back, dog, because I, I'm looking at this thing like, but what does it do for Jordan Love? Now, does he demand a trade? What? I mean, he can't he can if he wants to. I, I don't know how the world feels, but I feel like he's fucking awful. Like, the <laughs> the antics that Aaron Rodgers has pulled, like, if he was worth a shit, Green Bay would have pulled the plug on Aaron Rodgers alone, like, a couple years ago. But they haven't, and that's telling you one thing. The kid can't fucking play. I, I, I kind of have to agree to that. Um, I don't know what the hype is about. Um, I don't like. I don't think that the kid is a fucking baller by any means. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out why. Why this is such a big, huge news? Because I'm like, I, know, I feel for my guy Garrett Wilson. Because like here, here I have two rookies in the NFL: Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Fucking all of a sudden, the news cycle starts going. Derek Carr's going to New Orleans, and you know I'm happy as shit for Olave. Aaron Rodgers to, to New York. I'm happy as shit for Garrett Wilson. The Derek Carr thing was done in like a minute. Aaron Rodgers, I know Garrett Wilson's in there like, hey, what the fuck, man? Y'all told me I was getting a Hall of Famer. What is going on? Hey, I mean, what do you, do you think this is like, what do they call them, cryptic tweets or whatever? Um, like, is that what that is? Like, I guess he, because we have his number, because some guy goes, just thinking about all these Jets players asking 12 to come to them in New York, where are all the 12 teammates currently in Green Bay? And this guy's like, because we have his fucking number. We don't need to tweet him. Um, and this is what breaks news now, Zach. Guess what yeah. Aaron Rodgers did? He liked it. Oh, yeah. That fucking oh, shit fuck. me. He liked I, the tweet. I, 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 I know you don't follow it, but that is like that is recruiting Twitter right there. They'll be like, oh, the kid liked the tweet from Georgia. He's going to Georgia. Like, what the fuck? It was a hot chick. He liked the, the fucking tweet. Shut up. Like. People freak out, but you're right. You could people break news like Aaron Rodgers deletes Green Bay out of his bio. Like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Oh no, uh, Derek Carr de uh, blocked the Raiders. Like, hey, the <laughs> fuck? is that what real life is now? We're blocking fucking Twitter followers, and that's making news. I think uh, it is, and it's a sad. I don't know, dog. Way. All right, here we go. Let's get into your wheelhouse. Bre the Bears traded for Carol. They traded with Carolina, the number one. And now there's rumors that Carolina is going to trade down. It's all fucking crazy. So who is the first off the board if you had to bet your house on it today? Who does Carolina take? It, it's all a debate. I know you like both quarterbacks. You you have you have CJ, 
in high regard in one aspect, you have Bryce as just kind of being the baller that you, you would probably bet your franchise on first, but you like CJ's upside. Who would you take first? And please, I, I'm tired of the AR-15 uh, broad jump okay. and, four, and 40. I, like, I'm, I'm waiting to see that in the NFL ever. I'm waiting to see a quarterback just do a standing fucking broad jump in a game. But we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're the dumbest humans now, Zach, because of social media. I truly believe oh, yeah. it. But anyway, who are you taking, uh, number one, if you're Carolina? Well, I, I just got to go with Bryce Young just because he, he, he's, he's got the most consistent body of work. Um, I'm... I, I know there's a lot of smoke about Carolina because, you know, all along they were sitting at four or wherever they were, and, and all the smoke was hopefully they could get C.J. Stroud. They love C.J. Stroud. Like, they were all in on C.J. Stroud. But when they made this move, it kind of told me, like, no, they, they really want Bryce Young. I mean, they, they, they must, in their evaluation process, have decided that he's just a different level because I, I don't know that they needed to trade up to get C.J., and, and so – I. My, Bryce is my number one, CJ is my number two, and I'm not drafting another swinging dick that plays the position in the fucking draft. Not one of them. Maybe in the fourth round, I would take like AR-15, like just on a flyer that maybe maybe we could polish him up. But I'm not taking. I'm not spending a first round pick on another quarterback in this draft. All right. Um, now let me go to your position, wideouts. Um, let's just talk top five wide receivers after you what you know from the combine, etc. Um, if I gave you like my top five wideouts in any order, I want you to kind of put them one through five for me. Yeah. Uh, the Quentin Johnson kid out of TCU, yep. the Zay Flowers kid out of where Boston College, I think. Uh, yep. your guy Jackson Smith, um, Ohio State, Addison, and Hyatt. Are those the best five available? Uh, probably. I, I like the kid Josh Downs from North Carolina too. Those are probably the top six in 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 my mind. Um, Quentin Johnson is interesting. Uh, him and Jalen Hyatt, very different, but you, they kind of from that that air raid offense is an evolved air raid, but it's still kind of air raid, and they they're not just not asked to do a lot when it comes to routes and route trees, and that's one of those things. It's hard to project based on just what you've seen on film. I mean, we could talk about forties and hundreds and all this other bullshit, but when I watch their film, they both like Quentin Johnson six four two fifty, and he looks the part like an outside wide receiver one. I just got to see his route tree and that's something you could find out in, you know, pro days and individual workouts. And and so he might be wide receiver one. Jackson Smith and Jigba is just the one that it's easy to discount that he didn't play much this year because of a hamstring, but people forget how good he was. He really outshined Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. He, I mean, he outperformed him in every analytic and people forget about Jamar Chase, like Jamar Chase and Jackson Smith and Jigba are very similar in the fact that they had a dominant year. And then they just didn't play for a year. And when it came time for the draft, everyone talked about Devontae Smith this and that. And I'm like, whoa, people forget how fucking good Jamar Chase was. He was ridiculous. And it's like, just because Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play a ton doesn't mean he's not the best receiver in the draft. It just means he had a hamstring and didn't play much last year. So I love him. He's He'd be my first receiver off the board, but I get it. Quentin Johnson kind of, he showed a ton this year. And what, what, what's his attributes? Is he a big kid or is quick? Quentin kid? Johnson or Jack Smith and Jig was like six foot 200. And Quentin Johnson, he's like six four, two fifteen. 215. He, uh. he's, he, he's tall, long. I mean, he's got, he's, he's what you want. Like when you, when you walk into the combine and you looked at them lined up, you'd be like, I want that motherfucker. Like, holy hey, transfer? Um, I don't know that. Okay. I don't know that. But, and then the other ones, Jordan Addison, I thought he was overrated a year ago. 
coming out of pit. I mean, Pittsburgh, you were kind of critical of him, right? Yeah, and, and he. I think he showed some at USC. He still didn't have a fantastic year. He was a like, ran a four five at the combine, and and for a six foot five eleven kid, it's like okay, a four five. Not that that's the end all be all, but I just there's not not a lot there where I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be a difference maker in the NFL. So I, I think he's he's good. Zay Flowers is kind of in the similar light. I mean, he he went low four four, but at 5'10", 172, he's really slight. I think he'll be a, a decent pro, but I don't think he's going to be a difference maker. The, the, the top two in my mind are Quentin Johnson and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And are those – so, like, I'm not so excited about this quarterback draft. I just don't – everyone's no. so hyped. And I'm like, what the fuck are they hyped for? I, I just – I'm not as excited as everybody else. After CJ and Bryce, I just don't – I'm not feeling really – I don't want to see another Vince Young or RG3. Like, no. that's – they don't realize the difference between college and the NFL. And you act like this guy was a Heisman Trophy winner in AR-15 and ripped it. Like, he he was shitty on a shitty team. That's what people – people. it just – oh, I could really get on one. It, people people want to compare him to Cam Newton, but Cam Newton was the, one of the most dominant football players we've seen. I mean, he fucking was single-handedly won a national championship at Auburn and a, and a Heisman Trophy. They, there was no answer for him. AR-15 – Seven teams had an answer for him. They beat the fuck out of him. Like, what are we talking about? I don't get it, dude. I, I really don't. Like, this, yeah, exactly. And and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, standing next to Cam Newton several times, that's a fucking specimen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not It's not a fucking – this guy AR-15 is not even fucking close. No. To no, that dude. Um, all right. I talked to Sark. I wish Sark a happy birthday the other day. We're all Pisces, by the way. It's fucking crazy. Uh you are too, aren't you? No, I'm Aquarius. My ex-wife right is a Pisces. Before. You're right before us. <laughs> yeah. What are you? When's your birthday? February what? February 18th. I'm the 21st though, motherfucker. I know. That, that doesn't hey, change much. I don't think. That's, that's what blows my mind. Like you tell me, three days later, some different personality. Like what the fuck are we talking about? Hey, hold on though. Let me let me break this down real quick and wonder why my circle is who it is. So you're the 18th. I'm the 21st. By the way, Charles Barkley's the 20th. Who I, who I got to hang out with with Pat Perez. Pat Perez is March 1st, Pisces. Sean Salisbury just had, he's a Pisces. His birthday was right after, uh, two days after Pat's. And everyone's like, damn, you only kick it with these guys. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking weird how that works, huh? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. It's pretty weird, though. But it makes, you, it makes you start to believe in that shit a little bit, doesn't it? I know, and I never believe. Hey, dog, I was at Indy. So it had to be between like 16 and 19. And that's when I found out what I was. <laughs> I found out I was a Pisces during that era. And I, yeah. and I was like, cause I, one day I was out there. We were, it was signing period. Just, we just signed on the, on the first, you know, day of February or first, first Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, I got to get on the road again and try to give me a couple more guys to mid enrollments for mid-year guys. And I'm like, I can get a couple of late mid-year transfers in. So I hit the road and I hit on like Georgia. Georgia had a kid leaving and like fucking LSU had a kid leaving. And it was my birthday. And I fucking was on the road. I totally forgot it. It was on 21st of February, dog. And I'm sitting out there. And like I'm in the middle of Alabama somewhere. No bullshit. By myself. I stop in some spot. A buddy of mine told me about... He's like, dude, I go, where's some oysters at around this motherfucker? I want some bomb oysters. He sends me to this fucking spot, like, on the Gulf Coast. It's like a fucking, look like uh, something out of uh, one of these movies. 
like where the pirates hung out or something. <laughs> it, it was fucking good as hell, but it was, that's where I was at for my birthday, dog, in like 17. I was like, shit. Um, anyway, I, I, I texted Sark, and I was talking to him, and the, the news kind of broke out around that time. Arch Manning, Quinn Ewers, it's happening. It's going to be real. It's a competition in the spring. Do you yeah. think it's a competition? And is it more money-driven competition because of the publicity of the kid and the Manning and the family and the name, the NIL, what they spent on his visit? All that shit compiled into one. What? Tell me yeah. why Quinn Ewers stays there. Well, I mean, it's one of those things – one, when I read the headline, and you know this, as a coach, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Oh, there's a QB competition? Well, fuck me running. No way. That's every fucking year. I don't care who your quarterback is. You always have a competition. Now, you expect your, you know, returning starter to remain the starter and keep the job. But if if Arch Manning comes in and has his fucking dick down to his knee and throws fucking every throw and just is a war daddy, of course he's going to be the starter. Like, it, it wasn't really breaking news to me, but you know how clickbait bullshit works. I think that that's one reality. Of course, there's a fucking competition. It's college, major college football. But the other side of it is, I think Arch Manning is just, he's that big of a prospect that, that Sark has to put that shit out there to the media so that all of his, like, family and the NIL people, they all believe that, like, this kid has a chance to be a starter, right? And it's not, he doesn't have to just wait behind Quinn Ewers because he's a superstar. And so I think it's kind of a necessary thing that Sark felt like he had to do just to keep the kid like engaged and feeling like I, I got a real shot to be the starter in the fall. Hey, that's what I exactly think he did. People don't really know the fine nuances that we have to do in this profession to not lose one of these motherfuckers right. because in this day and era, these kids are going to get the fuck out of there like this. So I'm just like, shit, man, I, you got, you want to try to have two good ones right now. And it's hard to have two good ones in college. And it's crazy how two good ones, we we used to have three or four all the time every year, right? Oh, now, yeah. now two is hard to find. And it's a trip, Zach. The second one transfers and doesn't even play anywhere or go some <laughs> bullshit school or he's sitting in a portal when he could be sitting on a roster and a guy gets hurt ahead of him and he should be playing. Instead, he's in a fucking portal. Yep. And they refuse to go to JUCO now, Zach, uh, which used to be the transfer portal. So I'm just confused as to why everyone's so fucking up in arms about this whole announcement. And then you see the the mainstream media, Zach. Well, if I was a betting man, I'm going to go with the bloodline and go with Manny. Well, first of all, it's not Peyton's son. It's not Eli's son. No. And you understand that, right? You understand it's the least athletically gifted one son. So no. I want to make sure we're clear. And, uh, and I saw him play against fucking like 12A football <laughs> in a shithole ass town i don't know if this cat's as good as we think but he must be i haven't watched him enough i don't know if you have um i just saw him running around little white guys bro he listen he has so much that he still has to show me i i watched i watched not his highlight tape i watched game tape of the kid and i mean he's he's a good player playing against fucking awful players. Oh, and I'm sitting here like, holy shit. Like, this kid might be really good. He might end up being, you know, fitting the bill and living up to the hype. But there's nothing I saw in that videotape that told like told me he was some fucking no-brainer at all. And, and, and I watched Quinn Ewers last year. I mean, you, you could have convinced me after week four, week five, you know, right before he got hurt, that Quinn Ewers was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Now, he had a he really, after he got hurt, when he came back, he fell off, really didn't play well. But 
that first half of the season when he played before he got hurt against Bama, that kid was dealing. He was spinning it. So I'm not I'm not out on Quinn Ewers, and there's nothing that fucking tells me other than his last name and fucking idiots on Twitter that Arch Manning could beat out Quinn Ewers. Hey, let, let's get into recruiting one-on-one real quick. So explain to people, when we're recruiting these podunk shithole towns with the guy that's getting a lot of hype because he's running around little white guys, explain to people like, Derrick Henry, he played against in the shit the whole league. Uh, Eddie George in high school for the most part. We, yeah, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott did too. Ezekiel Elliott. How do you explain to the common fan, how do you dissect that? And I, I go back to the it factor and, and being a great judge of personnel, right? Because you were a hell yeah. of a judge of personnel. Urban was, Saban, Pete Carroll, um, myself. Going into a shithole like Pottsville, fucking uh pennsylvania where i found a kid who's in the league right now who never who i brought in as a quarterback even though he played everything he ended up going to semo as a db and played four years there and and then he got got a shot um he just was a freak athletically but he was playing nobody how do you dissect the difference between a cat that's playing against no talent and and a cat that you say okay Regardless of who he's playing against, this dude has X, Y, Z that no one else has. How do you know that based on what he's playing against? Well, you know, it's one of those things. I'm I'm big on in-person evaluations. Like, especially, I used to, like, there's a kid at Ohio State right now, Julian Fleming. He was the number one receiver in the country from a podunk-ass town in the mountains in Pennsylvania. And I put his film on for maybe 30 seconds. And after, after, like, four plays, I'm like, man, come the fuck on. Like all these little ass principal kids trying to cover this kid. It's a division one player. This is fucking, it, it's, it's a waste of my time to evaluate it. So I want to go watch the kid work out. I want to go watch him play basketball. I want to get him on campus and get him in camp and let me put him through some drills and <clears throat> see him against better, better talent. Because like you just named a bunch, there's a bunch of great players that played against dog shit, but there's a bunch of average ass players that look great because they're playing against dog shit. So you have to really identify which is it. And and it it ultimately comes down to in person evaluation, and then getting to know the kid. Like kid may be some soft ass kid that just, you know, he's more talented than everybody, but he doesn't work hard. He, you know, doesn't try to learn, you know, the finer details of football because he gets away with it because he's played against a fucking a bunch of like awful players. I uh, people used to say all the time, like Akeem Butler is a kid I recruited out of high school out of Houston. Oh yeah. He, he uh, went to Iowa State. He wasn't going to make it. He ended up getting making it, and uh, it was like, damn. He got in, and I was on his ass, man. He was a good kid, big, tall, basketball-playing kid. I was like, dude, you're the next Jason Pierre-Paul. I went and visited his ass like every day fucking in Houston. for all. I was there all the time, man. We had this guy that had a private little plane in, in Indy. I would ha- I'd go down there once a week. And uh, he's ripping the XFL right now, so I'm picking this motherfucker every day at DraftKings. <laughs> on XFL. I'm picking him and my running back, Morgan Ellison, who leads the XFL, um, who you know about. He played at Indiana, who, who oh, yeah. had a day on you guys as a freshman. He oh, got yeah. into some bullshit, too, but I ended up having him at Indy. Um, he's ripping the shit, too, but I'm like, dog, he was a guy that played against at this shithole, and I'm like, he's six, six and a half, six, seven. He's got hips. He has swivel. He can move. You just know. Motherfucker put his palms on the ground flat and keep his heels on the ground. You know, all right, that dude's something. He can bend yeah. like that and jump. So you got to look at those things in person too. And then obviously, you know, 
who he's playing, but then you judge the character and all that. There's a whole laundry list of shit that we have to do. And then how hard is that? To piggyback off that question. How hard is it to take a Keen Butler who's playing against nobodies back to Urban Meyer and say, look, this guy's a freak. And then Urban's like, man, he plays against fucking nobody. You better be sure. Is it a hard sell or does Urban believe in you guys? Or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, he trusted – well, he trusted coaches that kind of earn trust. You know, he never trusted anybody at first. But once you sh- – you know, you brought in great players a year or two in, he he kind of loosened the leash on you a little bit and let you let you go get him. By the end of my tenure, he didn't even ask me questions. I was – especially – I mean, I could really go down – especially because we took three wideouts in my tenure at Ohio State that he just – he overruled me. He was like, Zach, just trust me on this one. I've been doing this a long time. Trust me on this one. All three of them motherfuckers were busts. And so after all, after that, it was, he was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to leave him alone. Let him go do his deal. Um, but really? yeah, but, but the big thing with kids like that was always the learning curve. Like there's going to be a learning curve. I don't give a fuck how good the kid is. When he steps on campus and is going against an NFL tackle or an NFL corner, like, they're not used to that shit. I don't care how good they are. There's going to be kind of a learning curve. And I, I talked about it on my show because Ohio State took a quarterback from, I say, West Dakota. I don't know which one he's actually from, North Dakota, South Dakota. I don't fucking know. But I, I call him the West Dakota Heisman. This kid is a great, like, great athlete. Like, played bat, all state in basketball, all state in baseball, all state in football. But he's in fucking South Dakota. So he goes to the Army All-America game. And the first day, he looked awful. And everyone's, like, freaking out. I'm like, guys, relax. He's never seen a black kid. He just showed up in the Army All-American with a bunch of 4-4 black kids trying to throw him go routes. No shit he's throwing it 10 yards short. He's never <laughs> seen anything like that. Uh, like, just l- let him adjust for a minute. And by the end of it, he, he was doing a lot better. So there, there's, a, there's a learning curve for kids like that. They come from beating up on a bunch of, like, fucking five foot six white kids, and they're going against a fucking NFL corner. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a little harder, a little harder. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, before you get out of here, I wanted to t- get a couple minutes on this take. So spring balls in full swing across the country, Division One. If I had to ask you, um, is is this uh, – all right, let me, I mean, let me be careful how I ask this. The current landscape in college football is not what it was when you and I were coaching. Um, we, it's not the same. We know we have these guys in spring. We know we're going to have them in the summer and the fall. Um, we've already got this culture created. We got our mid-year transfers in, our early grad kids in. We got all these, maybe a few transfers that were grad transfers from the four-year level, um, our early signee kid that graduated early from high school, what have you, and then our returners. We know what our culture is. We know our team. Spring ball, to me, then, was was stress-free for coaches. Not stress-free. It's never stress-free, but it was at least we knew who we had every day in our meeting rooms, et cetera. Is spring ball right now more suited for the coaches and coaching coaches and getting them guys on the same page since you know you're most likely to have those guys over coaching kids? Because we're in shirts and shorts for the first few days, and everyone on ESPN thinks the fucking high school freshman early signee is the next fucking Peyton Manning. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm more on the side of, are we more, are we more teaching culture right now for 30 days, teaching tackling fundamentals, pursuit, teaching our tempo on offense and et cetera? Or are we on the same page coaching situational coaching and bonding with the staff since, you know, once the summer hits, you're going to have probably a new group and a different obstacle within your roster. Um, yeah, I, I always, I always love spring ball because it was, 
it was like the the essence of coaching. Like you don't have a game, you don't have a, you don't have the game plan. There's no like, all right, you don't have to go over what fucking Michigan does on third down. Like it's truly just fundamental development and teaching like baseline football, football one hundred and one, like like elevating their football IQ. It. I used to go, you know, in season, you go to work every day. It's fucking anxieties through the roof, stress through the roof. Like you're worried about 800 different fucking things, game plans, watching films, studying your opponent. You know, you're, there's little development going on. I mean, there's there's some you do with little pre-practice stuff, some individual stuff. But for, for the most part, you're trying to go win a game every week. So you get to spring ball. And I used to roll into work early, like fucking happier and shit. Like, fuck it. I don't have to do anything today except coach my guys. That's it. I don't have to do any of the other bullshit. We don't have to worry about third down, like worry about, oh, he he had a missed assignment. It's like, yeah, we'll get him corrected. But I'm worried about his fundamental development. And especially nowadays, what you look at, like you look at Ohio State, their top two receivers are out. I mean, I, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not out, but he's not fucking taking a meaningful snap in a scrimmage. That would be dumb. I mean, you imagine he snaps his fucking leg in a scrimmage? No, so, Zach, hold on. I saw him return a punt, and everyone on yeah. Twitter, oh, fuck me. No, especially, man, no offense to the women out there that, 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 that report on these things, but there's a lot of women out there who are social media influencer women who are not really on ESPN or Fox or anything, but they now they got a platform, so they're now a sports professional. And oh, he's the new punt return. And I'm saying that like it's fucking day one in shorts. So Are you calm down? Do you know people fuck around at practice that to play positions they're no. not really playing just to fuck around? Do you know this happens in fucking practice? No, you don't know it happens. That's the no. problem. And it's, but, and I, I, I said that on my show. He, he's a great player who they're just trying to keep keep things fresh for him. Like, hey, go catch punts. Like, work on that. Like, they're never going to put him back to field a fucking punt. But it's like it's spring ball. He's not going to be doing much in, in live team one on ones on one scrimmage situations. So you gotta you gotta keep the kid occupied and keep him engaged. So let him go be the punt returner. For by the way, for a punt cover drill, it was not like it was punt return period. The punt team was working on punt, and he's just back there catching them. And, and let's fucking, put back, let's put a guy back there who they have to actually yeah. focus on some wiggle and some guy that's kind of elusive. And let's go let's go try to just to fuck around. But I'm also telling my best player, hey dog. You ain't going full go. I don't need you to d shake everyone on my fucking punt team. No. No. I, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Who who does Georgia go with at QB? I have no idea. How about I, Alabama? I mean, I, Alabama. I mean, the kid that played last year, Jalen Milrow, is is a freak athlete, but he just can't throw it. And, and so they got the one five-star. I think it's fucking Ty Simpson or Hunter. Some, Ty, I think it's Ty Simpson. I forget the kid's name, but... That, that's who all the Bama people that I talk to say is going to be the guy because the other kid just can't throw it. And you saw it the, when Bryce got hurt and this Jalen Milrow kid played. I can't remember who he played against. He played one game and it was like it was like old school Wildcat. Like the kid's fucking running everywhere. And when he did throw it, it was like airmailed to the fucking the mascot. It was it was a bad deal. It, I mean, it was a bad deal. The kid just can't fucking throw it. Unnecessary roughness, the movie or whatever he did. Yeah. Mascot. <laughs> Yeah, like varsity, varsity blues when he hits a mascot in the face. <laughs> All right, this 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 May kid, the white May kid. Um, Steve, I had to apologize to Steve Kim. Um, the <laughs> the white May, um, in North Carolina. Um, it's like fucking the Hangover, right? Stop calling me Black Doug. Um, <laughs> so the quarterback at, at North Carolina is he? So you like him a lot. I know Steve Kim likes yeah. him. Um, is he? 
Someone to compete with Caleb Williams as the best uh, number one off the board next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, really? it's going to be him, Caleb, and Quinn Ewers if Quinn Ewers has the year I, I expect him to have. It's going to be those three. Uh, biggest issue is we talked about him before. Josh Downs, his receiver, is is getting ready for for the NFL. I mean, he's he's in the draft. So he at North Carolina, it's not like they're loaded up like, like USC is going to be. I mean, Caleb Williams is going to have talent all around him. Because Lincoln's going to make sure that that's the case. I mean, he'll bring in transfers. He'll, you know, he's got he he's recruited well in the year he's been there. So North Carolina is not going to have the the supporting cast for uh, Drake May that Caleb Williams has, but he's got all this all the tools. And I mean, he was. It, it, it's not surprising the kids at UNC because he's a legacy. But this kid was committed to Bama. One of the, he was one of the top quarterbacks in the world. Everyone wanted him, and he's he's fit the billing. I mean, he's been he's been really fucking good. Um, if you had to be, a, if you're a betting man, though, um, where's Aaron Rodgers end up? Man, I'm just, I'm trying to speak it into existence for my guy Garrett. I, I think he's, I, I think he's going to be a Jet, and I don't know what the fuck the hangup is, or, or is it what is a contract issue? Like, nah, they said that they, 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 they both teams have agreed to make it happen. Um, but then Aaron Rodgers is just quiet again. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trolling everybody. He just fucks with everybody. Oh, no, he's just dangling the fucking shit out there like, ah, and, I'm, and, and then he's doing podcasts and shit. And I'm like, right. this motherfucker just fucking with people. And I'm like, at some point, people are going to get turned off, right? I mean, that's just what happens. Absolutely. I mean, or we Absolutely. don't give a fuck anymore. I don't know. And 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 I feel bad for Bryce, uh, for fucking uh, love, though. Like, he's got to feel like, Man, I'm just whatever. <laughs> right. Like, well, fuck me. Because <laughs> he's like, man, nobody's talking about me. What if, what if Aaron Rodgers comes back? Am I gonna, I'm going to ask for a trade. And what do you, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Do you like the more kid going to, to go on with Justin Fields in Chicago? I mean, it's some help, right? I don't, I don't know that he's, he's not like a top 10 receiver in the league, but he's, he's at least a viable option as a wide receiver one. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a start. And, and this is all you all you wanted. If you're Justin Fields or just a Bears fan, all you wanted is them not to fuck up this number one overall pick. Like trade out of it, try to give Justin a supporting cast, and find out if he's fucking good. Because there's no way to find out to date. So I, I'm I'm happy that he got he got a receiver, but this motherfucker needs linemen. Boy, I better I better see that draft board say tackle, tackle, guard, guard, center, tackle, guard. Like give me all of them. And let me ask you this though: Can he get more of the ball? I mean, I think he can. I mean, I'm 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 on the other side of the Justin Fields saga. I, I I watched the kid at Ohio State make every throw, do everything. I love his mentality, his personality, like his square jaw, no bullshit. The kid never was in trouble, never even fucking you never even heard a bad thing about him. And I, I just think I think he's got it. I really do. And I know he that hasn't lived out in the NFL, but I just I we'll see. It's one of those things, it's like what the fuck the kids the kids throwing to you and me. I know. Does he have it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like nobody knows. That's what happens, though, man. We get a uh, we either anoint the guys too fast or we yep. shit on them too fast oh, because yeah. of their team they got drafted to. Like Trevor Lawrence was a bad year away from everyone just fucking shitting on him. Because if he yep. had a regular season this year, they were gonna be like, "Oh, he's shitty." But he went to the fucking Jaguars right out the gate with a right. <laughs> in a fucked up situation with the coach and the whole deal. Like, come on, dog. Like. That was a bad deal. Like, who knows what some of these quarterbacks could have been, and who knows if Eli Manning and, and Philip Rivers swap? Yeah. Is is Eli Manning the fucking Philip Rivers? Because exactly. Rivers never win. Well, and you look at how Eli how Eli Manning kind of did his whole 
draft process. He was like, no, no, no. Like, I got a brother. We know a thing or two. My dad's been there. I'm not wasting my fucking career on a bad team. So fuck you, Chargers. I refuse to play for you. Like, I'm not going there. Hey, he was the first fucking transfer portal. He was. Before Russell Wilson, he was the original. He was like, fuck you. I want an NIL deal that's unbelievable. I'm like, I'll never forget it. When he did it, I was like, can you do that? Like, I don't think you can do that. On, on some NFL talk before you leave here, like if, if I'm the Jets, though, and unless they've talked, Salah has talked to Aaron, and Aaron's like, look, I'm coming. Uh, let me weigh this thing out a little longer, but I'm coming. It's a done deal. Okay, well, if they had that confirmation, cool. But if not, you got to be on the horn with, like, Jimmy G, fucking – like, you got to be on the horn with these other guys, right? Because you're fucked right now if, if Aaron says, ah, I'm going back to Green Bay. Like, what – you're deflated, Zach, because Derek Carr, you lost already. No doubt. But is it that bad? Like, if Aaron Rodgers comes to New York – how long is he going to be good? What? Let's say at most three, four years. Uh, then what do you do after that? I would say two years. I, that's what I think too. But I'm, I'm saying let's let's say best case scenario. He gives you three or four good years. Uh, who's your next quarterback? I'm of the opinion. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Let let Zach Wilson go out there and embarrass himself. Let's let's go zero and sixteen, and let's pick between Caleb Williams or Drake May, and let's get our franchise just like fucking Cincinnati did, just like Jacksonville did and made the playoffs. Let's do what other teams have done and successful. I know the Buccaneers won one with Tom Brady, a little different. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Tell him to go back to Green Bay. I'm I'm riding with Zach Wilson and tanking for one of those hopefully hopefully franchise quarterbacks. You know damn well though the issue. I've been saying it forever. I'm like, dude. Build your roster to a better one. Win with a mediocre quarterback or lose with a mediocre quarterback. I don't really care, but build your roster because you got too much talent over there. You're young on offense at wideout and running back, and you have now on defense, can you hold these guys for two more years um, to try to put all your peas in one pot to win the Super Bowl like the Rams did? I don't know right. that. I don't know their roster well enough, but but I'm like, dude. I'm with the mediocre quarterback winning you games like Geno Smith just signed a $105 million deal. And he, fuck, who was he? I mean, just so we're clear, Lamar Jackson and my boy Heineke have almost identical stats over the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most, most of these teams win with a, with a quarterback on a rookie contract because it's just it's hard as shit to pay a guy $230 million and then field a fucking good team. I mean, Arizona's fucked for a long time. A long time. I mean, they're fucked for a long time, dog. And so, I don't know. What time your show today? Nine. Yep, nine o'clock Pacific, uh, noon Eastern. Are you getting ready for? You don't talk NFL at all, really, huh? Not a little bit. Just kind of as it relates to college football. I, I talk about the draft a ton, just because it's kind of those college yeah. kids that we talked about all year getting ready to go to the draft. And I make fun of the NFL for half the shit they do. <laughs> <laughs> Free agencies on the ticker. Uh, about two hours away from uh, being live. And uh, go check out Minister Sports right here on YouTube every single day. But today, especially as he gets after the uh, – as, as he's getting after the draft um, and who's going to come off and who's Carolina taking. I'm sure Zach's going to break that down as far as the quarterback. So make sure you guys follow him, Minister Sports, every day. I appreciate you, dog. Um, I'll see you next week. If something happens, I'll hit you up. All right, cool. Sounds good, bro. All right, bro. Later. Uh, Zach Smith, as always, uh, clapping up. Um, 
bringing you the insight uh, who he would take at number one if he's Carolina and uh, who he likes next year um, and why AR-15 is the most overhyped fucking quarterback we've ever seen. Um, without further ado, though, this is an action-packed one. Um, we got our main man, Jack Mack. Jack McGuire, Barstool Sports' very own at Jack Mack CFB. Um, follow him on Twitter. Um, make sure you guys hit him up. And if you know who he is and follow him, he does a lot of things on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, he's always a delight to follow. Make sure you head on over and check him out. Pound the like button. We need 500 of them for the show. Last Friday, we got like 700. I appreciate you guys. Um, Jack. What's going on? What up, man? How is everything? Man, it's good, bro. I'm happy to be here. Where you at, man? The fucking porn studio or some crazy? Yeah, 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 yeah. My uh, desolate, desolate studio here in New York City. Are you? So you in New York? Yeah. Are you that's from there? The, that's where the Barstool offices are. Yeah. Are you from New York though? Uh, my family is. I'm from Connecticut, so you know, right down the street. Okay. A lot of you guys, though, I, I noticed a lot of you, like you, Jeff, um, shit, everyone I've talked to there. You guys are a lot of East Coast guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, Barstool started in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you know, it's a lot of Northeast. They're trying to expand. You know, we were talking with Brandon Walker, you and I, um, on Unnecessary Roughness uh, about, what, three weeks ago? Which is, I mean, by the way, uh, Coach JB, I, I knew you'd bring the goods, but, I mean, highest rated episode, I think, of all time for Unnecessary Roughness. So really? thank you for that. And oh, anybody no who's – what uh watch it right now please go back and watch it because everything we talked about there it's not old there's nothing uh it, it hasn't ran out so please go check that out but uh yeah then we started to get some more guys down from down south um you know i think we even some some west coast guys as well but a lot of you're right a lot of the guys are uh are east coast guys hey i gotta ask you so you do this TikToks on celebrity gossip and all this shit, and uh, I got females galore hitting me up like, oh, I love Jack Mack. He, he. So I got to ask you, what is the kissing ideology shit that you talk? What is it, the green light, blue light? What is it? Green line, green line. All right, what the hell is the green light theory? I got to know this. So it was actually created by a guy on Twitter. His name's Rivolino. Um, essentially, it just looks at relationship dynamics through a photo and essentially the best relationships are if you're looking at it right if this is my right hand or it looks like my left but um right the one with on my with this on is the guy right <laughs> you want to be straight and then if the girl's leaning into you with like her head or her body she probably likes you even straight, if she's straight too, like this, you you're gonna they'll they like you as well. But if she's leaning away or you're leaning into her, no good. It's not gonna work out. It's not gonna work out because you're, she or because of he. Well, it's always. I mean, it's because of he, right? Because it's like I mean, you know, if you're leaning in. You know, it's, you know, it's cuck behavior. It's, uh, and then, you know, it's, 
basically the theory, not everything, it's not 100%, you know, and also it's kind of a joke. But, you know, the ladies don't really love a guy that's, like, too dependent on her, right? So, if you lean it in like that, I mean, also, if you just think about it, I mean, you probably have never even thought about leaning into a girl with your head like that. Maybe once or twice in a, like, a random uh, situation, but for most part, you're standing straight up. And you're pulling her into you. So that's uh, that's how we're looking at it. See, I think you got the it factor. You either got it or you don't. I, exactly. Have you ever have you ever been turned down? So let's just say, I don't know what date, what date do you go on where you're like, is it is it first date where you go for the kiss? Oh, like just in general? Oh um, yeah, it's first date. You first date ever going out with this girl and you already had dinner, whatever the common thing you do on dates yeah. now. And I, I guess you just get the vibe, Bell. right? I take him to fucking Taco Bell, bro, and throw him in my jacuzzi. I don't really go around all that other shit. Um, no, I'm just fucking with you. No, like, yeah, your first date. You've been talking to her on the phone. You go to fucking eat afterwards. Is that is that a kiss day, number one? Or do you calculate it? I mean, I, I guess you just kind of take it as is. It's like you feel it out. You know, sometimes you'll go on a date and, like, it won't, you know, you guys won't just connect. And then you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. Then you go home. Maybe you don't even take her to the jacuzzi at that point. But I don't have the Jason Brown money yet, so I don't have the jacuzzi. If I did have the jacuzzi, I would be getting a lot more kisses on the first date, you know? Hey, so you got cars still backing you, man. Come on, dog. You got to be able to take her to the rooftop of, like, the New York uh, fucking penthouse. Oh, who's going to – the only thing is we love Barstool. They back us. You know, I love everything that Barstool's done for me. But, you know, New York City – Barstool ain't, ain't, you know, you, you got some big, some big ballers around here, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> shit. Welcome to, welcome to, come to Cali, too. These, exactly, yep. The two worst, man. Shit. Um, I, man, I just watched your TikToks, and I'm just like, dog, I'm, I'm laughing like a motherfucker on those shit. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta go Caleb Presley on you right now. So, I, I, I love Caleb. I talk to Caleb all the time on. Yeah, I mean, Caleb's. Uh, he'll FaceTime me out of nowhere. He'll fucking, he's just sitting there with like a, seven people. And I'm like, what the fuck you doing? It's like midnight. Um, I got to ask you this. What do you mean by free John Morant? <laughs> what the fuck you talking about, free John Morant? I got to know this one, man. I got to, I got to, uh, give me your free John. Now, I know some of the times you're fucking around, but I know you, I noticed you said, let's free John Morant. Enough is enough. What do you really mean? I mean, all right, so maybe there's more to be known that the Grizzlies and the NBA know more than I do. Um, maybe that situation with the 17-year-old is bad enough. But, I mean, for the most part, these when I say free John Moran, I mean in 2005, this ain't a thing, you know? Now, I will say, Free John Morant, but he's on probation, heavy. Like, uh, if if you if you mess up, then you're finished. Not finished, but like it's like a serious, it's a serious crime. It's like, all right, you threw a few interceptions. Next game, I still believe in you, but if you keep throwing those interceptions, I'm sitting your ass on the bench. But John Morant, I mean, I don't know. It feels like there's a little bit of an overreaction. Really. At least from my perspective, it's just like, 
I think how who he's hanging out with may be the biggest issue. I've heard that his crew causes a lot of issues. Um, but for him, what has he done, right? He he waved a gun on Instagram Live <clears throat> in a strip well, club. That's I mean, not the first thing. That's the last thing, apparently. Now, the 17 year old finish line in situation. If it's more serious than just telling the kid to, like, you know, like, stop playing around, then I understand. But maybe you can educate me more. Well, this is the deal. Like, here's my take. How you've many? You've dealt with so many more athletes than I have. Yeah, how many? So I'm a true believer, addition by subtraction. I just truly believe it's a real thing. You can addition. You, there is such thing as addition by subtraction. I think he's a. There's nothing worse, Jack. In my opinion, there's nothing worse in this world. Nothing. I mean, we can talk about some bad shit. There's nothing worse than waste of talent. Yep. All right. Regardless of what your talent may be in, if you waste it, it's nothing worse. So, I'm saying. That addition by subtraction, because there's a waste of talent right now, even though how talented we know he is, he could be the next Jordan or whatever as far as icon in this generation, right? He could be the guy. I'm never going to say that and put him in the same words, but I know I'm, what you're saying. I'm never going to put him with Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. I'm not putting him with none of those guys. He's got a long way to go, and we're anointing him in the media already as this guy. And I'm like, hold on. This motherfucker can't get out of his own way yet. But my point is, Jack, how many young kids right now, he has a much larger influence than a Jordan did in his era or a Kobe or or a Bird because of social media, because of these phones and TikTok and Instagram Live and all that shit. He has a bigger influence. He's only making it hard on not only the coach who got to coach these young cats coming up, but he's also making it hard on everyone on that in that roster in that locker room because if he can get away with doing it, then so can number 14 on the end of the bench. And he can do even more things down the line. And it just it becomes this trickle-down effect, and shit just keeps stacking up. And it's like, dog, if you allow your best player to get away with murder, not figuratively, or not literally, but figuratively, maybe literally too nowadays. If you allow your best yep. player to get away with that, who the fuck to tell... Johnny, who plays two minutes a game, that he can't go out and rob McDonald's every night. He ain't going to get nothing happening to him. Well, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, Jack. Go, I, I'm a big Bill Parcells guy. Bill Parcells said, if you cannot coach your best player, who's going to be your number one shitbird, by the way. That's just how it is. The better the player, the bigger the shitbird. If you can't get through to him, you have no shot. And guess what? When Bill Parcells took the Cowboy job, who was his number one shitbird? T.O. So T.O. was his number one shitbird, number one athlete. He had to get through to T.O., had to get T.O. to buy into him. So the rest of the team bought into the T.O. mentality that, okay, we can be an asshole to the whole team. If you're late, you got consequences. But every single player is treated differently. And... Every philosophy, every 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 personality is different, dog, and you got to treat every single player differently. But your team culture, motto, uh, goals, consequences, rules all have to be the same. And if you if you change it for certain players, you're gonna lose the rock. 
your roster really quick. And I think Memphis is on that track right now. And it's a tall task for a coach who really in this business, a lot of guys like this coach, um, but he, he's yet to win anything. Really, nobody knows who he is still, right? You're like, who? Oh, the white guy in Memphis. Like, who the fuck? Who is he? On a large scale of things. He's not Thibodeau. He's not, you know, any of these big name coaches that you see out here. So, so he's a guy that's having to handle a guy who's very, very highly regarded in a lot of ways, not only playing wise, but on social media, it was influenced. Now you got to manage this dude and his fucking weirdo fucking fanboy dad. Yeah. And his crew, at least from what I've heard. Okay. And not to cut you off before I, I wanted to answer your question. This is the thing. The crew should not exist. You are your crew because yeah. you are the breadwinner. You're the moneymaker. So I'm confused as to how he allows this crew to be out here talking shit. Like you just mentioned this crew's fucked up. And I'm like, hold on. There's no crew fucked up in my, in my world. My crew's going to do what the fuck I say to do or not be around. I don't understand. That's just follower mentality. And that's further proving to me that this dude wants to be something. He's not so bad. He watched too many juices, too many boys in the hoods. Too many menaces societies on these fucking plane rides, dog. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know who his crew is, but I think it's like, you know, that story that we heard. He pulled up nine dudes deep because somebody at finish line disrespected his mom, even though the 17-year-old probably didn't even know it was John Morant's mom, you know? Um, I mean, we've all been in a finish line or a mall when a 17-year-old who's fucking an asshole is working at a job, and then you're like, all right, I mean, he's getting paid eight bucks an hour. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yell at him? Um, now, the role model thing, for me, I see what you're saying, and there's responsibility, but th- th- does that mean he shouldn't be able to play basketball? <clears throat> How is he? In, is he more influential as a basketball player or as a TikToker? Like, that's what you got to ask yourself. He's, he's a nobody without basketball. Nobody gets shit about him. Yes, you're correct. So the following comes from what he does on the court. He makes his big bag on the court. And then everything else that comes with it, ad sponsors and sponsors, yep. which which Coca-Cola just took away one, right? He's yep. going to lose them little by little. He just lost Coca-Cola. It's a pretty big one, I'm pretty sure. He's, he's headed down the Antonio Brown street of fucking dumbness i'm just telling you that's kind of what it is and he's he's 23 here's my question jack here's my more important question as a as just a some common sense narrative why is it and now i don't know that this hasn't happened and i don't think it needs to be public um i don't think it would be a smart move or or needed to for lebron james to go on twitter and say what are you doing ja and or, or i don't think that needs to happen but what I am curious about is, is LeBron James picking up the phone and calling this motherfucker and saying, hey, dog, you're the future of this league. I'm leaving soon. You're the next guy. You can't do this shit because the Anthony Edwards is of the world in Minnesota and all these other guys are now going to be the next guy after you. And they're looking at you, too. And so not only do you have NBA peer peers looking at you, you have everyone in college, 
everyone in high school. AAU math is a, is a huge thing. And so you got all these young kids. You, I just hope the, the big platform people, the, the big guys, um, the LeBrons and the Jordans and the Shaqs and the Barclays are hitting them up and, and are like, dog, you do realize you're a fucking idiot, right? And you know, we know your truth. We know your truth. And you're not yeah. a gangster. You're not. So I would assume those guys have, but then also, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, LeBron hits him up and then Ja kind of will, maybe Ja doesn't respond. And then LeBron asks around and he's just, and everyone just tells him, hey, he's just a lost soul right now. Um, there's not much you can do. And then, I mean, LeBron, he has his own team. He's injured. He has fucking kids, you know. Like, he's probably like, I don't have enough time for John Morant. And not to be disrespectful towards him, but just be like, hey, I tried. And then I'm here if he needs me. But you're right. I, it's just. that That's, Jack, that's where I have an issue right now with this generation. Like, to, to be honest, this is the reason why I say it. Like, there is no more respect for the forefathers who have allowed you to make generational wealth, not only for yourself, but your grandkids' lives are set. And the people that set this for you, the the, the Jordans, the Birds, the McHales, the Dr. J's, go and even go back to Will Chamberlain, these guys set this for you, made not even 1% of your money. Yep. They didn't even make 1% of the dollars you're making right now. And... That is where back in the day, just 20 years ago at least, not even that long ago, if you look at it, um, we would have been like, man, fuck, dog. Without you, we're nothing. We're going to yep. make sure we spread this wealth, not financially, monetary speaking, but through our tongue. Like, we're going to make sure we're doing this like how you taught us because we're making more money than we ever could imagine because of how you set this, like how you broke this down for us. And they're not doing that no more. I get it. You have kids. I get it. You got all these things. But you owe the game that's paying you hundreds of millions of dollars, in my opinion. That's just my mentality. These cats don't care no more. They don't owe. Sh they think they don't They don't owe shit. If they really owe the game, Jack, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't load manage fucking 90% of the season. And either would any of these other dudes that you pay your hard-earned money to go take your kids to see. And they're not even playing. And I... If they really respected the game and what's really gave them generational wealth, they would play as much as often as possible. Yes. And what I would say to that is two things. One, I think that goes to show when we look at a John Morant, I think we should also look at you bring up LeBron. And LeBron, I mean, now he's in what? He's in year 20. And this is a guy, and I'll be honest, I mean, talk about a guy that came up from nothing um with the single mom akron ohio not the best place in the world not the worst place and you know he was anointed the next guy at 15 16 and then turned out to be the next guy obviously there's been ups and downs he maybe you can argue he should have won more championships the x y and z that's fine but he hasn't really done i mean you know i take some he said some things that I'm just like, all right, LeBron, like, what are you talking about? But for the most part, he's been, and he pays respect to the older guys. He's been, and he gets a lot of shit, but he's somebody who's since day one really 
bought into the game of basketball. I know you could talk about the load management stuff, but I would say to that, would we still be seeing LeBron play right now if he played every game? But that's that's not to me. See, that's so I've heard Anthony Edwards came out as a younger guy has come out and been like, man, we owe the game to play. We owe the fans to play. Have you heard him say that? Yeah, yeah. No, I like Anthony. All right. So he came out and said it. I was like, oh, all right, youngster. That's nice to hear from a younger cat. And then Draymond Green comes out, being Draymond Green, and he's like, all right, I like that Anthony spoke out, but let me uh, let me tell you something, youngster. Like, he's talking shit on his podcast about it, and he's like, no offense to you, Anthony Edwards, but you haven't made – Back to back to back to back to back to back to back deep playoff runs like I have, and won multiple championships. And I'm not saying that to because I'm cocky. I'm saying that because the 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 half of another season that we play every season because of all the playoff games that we go into. Right? All right, I get that too. But dog, that is the job that it comes with. Like you should play those games to make a hundred and fifty million dollars. Like. I, I Charles Barkley broke it down the the best. He's like, "Come on, man! You play four days a week. You play, you drive, you fly private. You have the best people to cover your body. We didn't have this shit. We drove commercial or on a Greyhound. We flew commercial or on a Greyhound." And he's like, "This is what you should do. You should be playing eighty-two games plus all the playoff games you can play. And guess what? In the off season, this is what you should do. But see, these cats aren't doing that. They're in Bali chilling and." And, and then taking some months off instead of back in the day, not only did they go through 82 games and the playoffs, when the Lakers, Celtics, and all these teams won, they were back in the gym a week later. Because the season is so fast, Jack. It's like you're, you're playing in Halloween night game, season, the new season, and your season just ended in late July. Like, that's not a lot of time off, and the NBA is the longest season. So, I mean – I don't know, man. There's a reason the NBA ratings are faltering. The XFL ratings are fucking higher. They had 38,000 show up last night to the St. Louis XFL game, um, which I thought is pretty cool. The Rocks, the Rocks product is 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 selling. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's just old school mentality versus the young. I guess there's just two two ways. Of, I think know. there's an in between, right? Um, there's, I don't know who's right. I I see what you're saying, and I'll like. I don't disagree, but I also think, you know, if the NBA thinks about their product and nobody has more stars than the NBA that has more to do with the face, the fact that guys play longer. And then also, you know, their faces out there um, for the most part. I mean, you know, I mean, there's the Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers and whatnot, but Julio Jones is what one of the best wide receivers ever. I think Julio Jones could walk down the street in New York City. He's 6'4", but not that many people would know who he is. Wait, time out, though. You know why that is? I used to do I, I used to do a study on this. I used to teach this, actually. You know why that is, right? Why? All right, let me ask you this before I even answer that. Why is Major League Baseball A, basketball B, and NFL C? And I can argue soccer is actually C, NFL is actually Because of the helmet. Because of a helmet. Yeah. So I can ask you right now, to be honest, I could probably ask you, do you know who Will Shields is? Will Shields? Yeah. Um, is he the kicker? Kicker? No, he's one of the best offensive linemen ever. 
Played for the okay, Chiefs. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't. All right, that that's not. I wasn't saying that to make a point, but if he, all right, let me ask you this: um, If Brock Purdy was walking down the fucking New York City street, no one would know him. Okay, and and exactly, you. This is this is for every offensive lineman and defensive lineman in the NFL, probably the history of the NFL, walking down a New York street. You wouldn't know who they are. And but that's also, I would also argue, like. That is why we don't make as much money, though, Jack. We don't get the same marketing, the same opportunities in the NFL for, for, for commercial ads, for ad sponsors. We don't get anywhere near, other than an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, uh, maybe a Josh Allen, maybe a couple receivers. You're not getting, you're not, how many NFL guys are on big time commercials other than Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers? How many guys really have a commercial? Baker Mayfield, a quarterback. Let's take away quarterbacks. How many guys do you ever see fucking like Warren Sapp doing a State Farm commercial? No, you'd have to. The NFL players, like, I mean, think about it. Shannon Sharp is about 100 times more recognizable now because he's on FS1 and kind of big on social media than he was when he was at Hall of Fame tight end, which that's is saying And a helmet fucks us. And that's why we're not as paid as much either. The crazy thing is, much more people watch Shannon Sharp play football than they watch him on uh, FS1. Not because his show's bad, but it's just because, you know, 10 to 15 million, 20 million people watch the NFL every fucking weekend. Even more than that. But, I mean, like, if you, on average, and he was one of the best ever. So, it's crazy. But to circle back to... Everything we've been talking about, the Grizzlies disrespecting the older guys. I mean, Dylan Brooks said that Shannon Sharp was a blogger. That's one of the most disrespectful things I've ever heard in my fucking life. Goes back to these cats having no regard for their <laughs> bro. I'm just telling you, like, it goes back to the disres- blatant disrespect. Like, we always used to talk shit because of a competitive balance, right? We used to love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, ja- and Jack, to be honest, we got into straight up bars, bar, you know, barbershop banter, fucking escapades in a barbershop talking shit, like where we're getting, you know, we're getting after talking about your mama and everything else. Yeah. Boys, we may be boys. That doesn't happen anymore like it used to happen. Like nowadays, everything is a, I'm going to pull the strap out. Like, that's the era John Morant grew up in. There is no more just talking shit because it's true and we're having a friendly, opinionated debate or and we get loud and we start talking shit. There is no more of that because these soft fucks are now just, oh, I got to pull a gun out. Also, you can kind of hear it in the music too a little bit. You know, like uh, when, you know, jay-z and whatnot well they he wasn't he was he was talking about some shit but he wasn't talking about pulling up and like there's these down in florida and um even memphis you know there's these rapper gangs and they're like 17 years old and they have rico cases on them it's like it's like what (laughs) i mean i guess that it's kind of like LA versus or West Coast versus East Coast, but it's a little bit, a little bit not even that because it's not like oh that's the biggest biggest shit going on. It's like these guys I've never heard of. I watch a YouTube video. It's like this eighteen year old has a Rico case on 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 him. Eighteen years old, bro. They try so hard to be something they're not. 
They literally will go. They'll shoot up their grandma's houses. It's like, what? Dog, they, it's all about tweaks, retweets, and likes. That's the era we live in, bro. I'm just telling you right now, they don't give a fuck. There is no value. These kids don't value the dollar. They don't value your life, and they don't even value their own life. There's no value for anything anymore. Like I saw a rapper, like rapper crew or whatnot, pull up on his ops grandma house the other day. What? Why? It's like, what are you guys doing? All right, let that set in, Jack. Let that sink in. Where we used to protect our grandma's house, now these fucks are shooting up their grandma's house. Yeah, it's like what? I. All right, before you get out of here, man, let me ask you, uh, college, March Madness is in. Uh, I got to get you back on um, soon to talk more about it. I got Jeff yeah, yeah, for sure. Thursday. March Madness is here. Who are you picking to win it all? I'm riding with UConn. I'm riding really? With UConn. UConn? Yes. I grew up in Connecticut in a state where there was no professional sports. UConn was everything. UConn football, UConn basketball. I know UConn football. That's my my first love, my first true love. And I understand anybody, everybody can talk their shit about UConn football. Kind of turn it around, but I love UConn basketball, and I think we got a good team this year. And um, I've been watching them all year. I, I was at MSG this weekend, to, or it was during the week, to watch them play in the Big East tournament. I like the squad. Hopefully, they go on a run. If not, uh. I mean, it's crazy to say Alabama's pretty good. It doesn't it doesn't feel real, um, but they're they're pretty good. That's a whole show in itself, right? I know. Fucking team. Um, I gotta rock with UCLA, my 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 West Coast yep. you know, team. I gotta roll with the team I grew up idolizing, John Wooden. Um, I think they've played together three years. A lot of these guys on this team, they lost a shitty. They should have never lost Arizona the other day, but they were probably a, they could have been a one seed if they won that game. I thought. Um, I think they would have knocked out um, – they probably would have knocked out Kansas out of the one um, because they had seven losses from what everyone said, even though Kansas had the hardest schedule. Um, people are still thinking Kansas got fucked, even though they got a one seed. They got a bad geographical location, apparently. Um, well, let them play. Just let them I know. Play. I, I like UCLA with their with their veterans. Um, yep. I'm going to roll with them. That's just me. But um, all right. Yeah, I mean, you- UConn – UConn UCLA could be a bit pr- pretty big elite eight matchup if that happens. I'll have to come on before that show. Yeah, we got to we got to do it. Um, college football though, uh, who do you who do you see Carolina taking one? You know, I heard you and Zach talking, Will Richardson before, um, or Anthony. Sorry, Will Richardson is a completely different person. Um, I still. I think it's just going to be Bryce, um, but I I wouldn't be shocked. They even said they would end up trading it, um, which would be no. hilarious. I wouldn't be shocked. Anthony Richardson is like this weird uh, Mandela effect where it's your people are telling me his career was something happened that it didn't actually happen, um, and I was like, wait, what games was I watching? Don't get me wrong, the guy has talent, but. Number one overall, and I wouldn't be shocked if a team falls in love with them. Hey, hey, Jack, if if a quarterback broad jumps 10-6 to win a game in the Super Bowl, I'm going to fuck. I'm all in. Um, when he broad jumps and fucking jumps 40 inches over a guy, I'm all in. Let's, let's make him the best quarterback of all time. But until then, dude, I'm not going to go with it. Uh, 
as you leave here, I appreciate you coming on. Aaron Rodgers ends up being a who? New York Jet, but I'm getting nervous. I'm a Jets, so I'm a longtime Jets, Mets, you know, Jets, Mets, UConn, tortured fan. <laughs> you're mute, you're muted, Matt. Nobody can even hear you. Yeah. Hey, um, are you are you, are you muted on your end or me? You're muted. I can't hear you. Matt's muted. Matt Matt hates technology. Um, we can't hear Matt. Um, anytime Matt gets on the phone, um, he can't. His phone never works. Uh, Matt played for the Jets, Jack, for a long time. Yeah, no, no. I follow him on TikTok. I know who he is. He's um, uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. I, and I, he loves you, Barstool guys. He uh, that's what I'm saying. If if Eric ever pulls the trigger, me and Matt are gonna do a show on, on Barstool. Man, we're gonna fucking blow it up. Yeah, no, Matt's uh, Matt's Hey, man, awesome. congratulations. Your fifth year at Barstool. Congrats. Yes. Um, thank you. And uh, anytime. I'd love to come back on. This was a lot of fun. Hey, man, we got to do it. Uh, we got to do it. And anytime you uh, you got me again, let me know. I'll come on yours anytime. Uh, good luck with all your bets, man. Yep. All right. I'll see you soon. All right, Jack. Appreciate you. Thanks again. Later. Um. Come on, Matt. We got a lot to discuss. Fix your fucking mic. Maybe reboot it. It's muted. Nah, it's muted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The talk now? Ah, you hear me? No, I already unmuted him, bro. He's not muted on my end. I don't unmute. I don't have to unmute you. I'm just telling you. Um, I don't need to unmute you. Um, it's on his end. He just it when he uses his phone, he has a mute issue. I don't know what it is. Um, you hear me? You hear me? You don't hear me now? Talk. Can you hear me? Fuck. There you go. Can you hear me? You can't hear me now? Yo, yo. Fuck. We're going to sign language it. Hey, call me. Call me, call me, call me. Hold on, let's see if we can call each other while we deal with this. All right, you're on speakerphone, so we can hear you. Pull back, pull, hey, pull up your face again and then they can see you. Do this shit hood style. Hey, this is the realest show on the planet. We give you the real shit right here, just so you know. I don't know why my phone won't work anymore, man. I forgot my fucking computer this morning at 4 a.m. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. Matt said he's sorry to everybody in the chat, but then he's not really. He's just doing that to fucking talk shit. I am a little sorry, not a ton. 
sorry. He's a little sorry. Um, can you guys all hear Matt? Um, hey, Matt, pull up your phone again and just just show your pretty face. I am. Oh, you are? I don't see you. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, there we go. So now you can hear Matt. All right, Matt. Um, here we go. Let's. Yeah, we, I hear you. I got you on the speaker of my mic. Can you hear me? I can. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're doing this ghetto style. I, that was uh, that was Jack Mack. He uh, he loves you. He follows you on TikTok. Uh, I, I told him. I said, hey, we we love the barstool guys, man. We're we're down to make a show. Let us get in. Let's do this. Dog, for real. If we if we could do a, a barstool show, you and I, it would be. First of all, I want to do a CU barstool show. I think our show would kick ass. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. We would we would absolutely dominate um, that shit. Um, we already dominate this shit. You imagine? Um, hey, turn up your phone too. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot my computer this morning. Can you turn up your uh, just? It's as high as it'll go. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So. All right, let's let me let me ask you some football stuff um, real quick. I gotta I gotta get into it. Aaron Rodgers is liking tweets that his teammates on the Packers are are putting out there. Um, I gotta be honest. I'm starting to think that this is gonna be a big old twist, and he ends up in Green Bay. I know you're gonna be mad. I know you want him a Jet. Uh, do you see that at all? I can't really be mad at him. I mean, he's this is what he does. He's a game player. I mean, he, he loves the attention. He loves the eyes on him. Um, obviously, as a Jet alum and a huge fan, I obviously want Aaron Rodgers, bro. I mean, I'd be stupid to say I don't. But I don't want all the baggage. I just All the baggage is played out. It's over. So hopefully he can figure this out and we can move forward. But if it's just going to be like a one-year experiment and next year he's going to sit there wallow the whole time about what he wants to do i mean shit's getting played out if brett Favre and all that shit was this was this played out then this is equally as played out i agree with you i agree with you 100 um i think the same thing uh free agency the day is here nfl free agent market the clock is on we're about an hour and a half away from it starting who's the most Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Dolphins. Um, I think yeah, Matt. They Matt, have Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey now at the corners. Like they are, they're going to be fucking nice. I agree. Uh, here's the thing, though. You're you coach these kids every day, just like uh, I did for 20 years. Do you believe in addition by subtraction? I think the Rams are thinking that way when they got yeah. rid of them because they did not get a lot back for Jalen Ramsey, Matt. I got to be honest. I mean, they, they got a Super Bowl title. They, look, the the experiment of Stafford, Ramsey, Donald, Cup, Whitworth, uh, they worked. They got a ring. That's all you can really care. That's all you that's all I really care about. So it's time for Ramsey to move on. This is what he does. He's only You can only take him at four years first. And I'm sure this will be his last go-around down in Miami. And he, he must think that they're pretty good. So, um the Dolphins need a real quarterback. I'm not saying Tua can't be a good backup, but he is not a starter in this league uh, from a simple point of being able to stay healthy. No doubt. No doubt. I got somebody at my door. I don't know who the fuck's here. Uh, 
Can you hear Matt or not? That's the sound of the police. <laughs> I, I might have to let the dogs out and go out here and get my fucking John Morant on. Um, oh, God damn. Uh, did you, by the way, did you see the pictures of John Morant in the circle? Oh, yeah. Like, let me ask you this. If you're the, if you, do you go, let me ask you this, Two twofold of this. Because, you know, me and you don't snitch. We think that's the most, we don't sue people and we don't snitch. We're the big, we hate no, that. We both think snitching. it's bitch made. We think it's bitch made. If you're the if you're a fan of the club and you go to that club frequently, do you stop going to that club because they release those pictures? Um, that was a bitch move, I thought. Look, I haven't been to Shotguns in a long time, but I've been there a hundred times. So I think the fact that they release the pictures is like, if I'm an athlete, or an entertainer, if I'm anybody that values my privacy. And will pay for it. Like that's what you have to understand. These guys essentially paid for their privacy. That's what all that money on the floor is. And you don't get that. And they're releasing these pictures. That's if I if that's a huge red flag. I would never step in that place again, ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Ever, uh, ever, ever. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with it either. Um, but I wouldn't have done the stupid shit to be on camera either. <laughs> true too at the same time when you pay for discretion you expect discretion no don't no question no question um i agree the oscars i thought needed chris rock and will smith to slap each other again to be honest with you i thought it was a little bland last night um who won i have no idea i turned it off um (laughs) uh Let's get back to football before we get out of here with this new ghetto way we're doing this. Uh, we have to make ends meet. This is how we have to do it. So all you haters out there, eat a dick up. I don't care. Yeah, it's all right. You'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Bud Grant passed away. Rest in peace. Uh, one of the legends, uh, not only in Minnesota history, but also he's won an NBA title, a great cup championship. Um, I mean, there's not many people that you can put on that uh, pedestal. Um, I don't know what Adam Thielen does speaking of the Vikings, but I do know that I would, I think he's going to follow Aaron Rodgers, Wouldn't he? Uh, look, if I'm Thielen, I think Thielen is a very underrated, uh, piece that can be added to an already good offense somewhere or an offense that's a, a piece away. Uh, and he can be an extremely reliable, uh, receiver for that quarterback. Look, if Rodgers goes to the Jets and Thielen's out there, Braxton Berrios is a nice slot player, but he's a better returner. Um, I I would not hesitate at all to bring in a guy like Thielen and have him, you know, the like the counter to Garrett Wilson and the you know they've also got uh, God damn it the uh, the big receiver from Tennessee that they signed. Oh yeah, him and uh, Zach just had Zach was just talking about him. Fuck, and his, I can't remember his fucking name. And his kid from Ohio State's there too. And Garrett Wilson just won Rookie of the Year, so I think that there's a lot of potential there. But look, man, if Thielen is a very reliable possession receiver that most teams need, so I'd imagine the market's going to be extremely hot for a guy like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Division three receiver that didn't get drafted, by the way. So let's keep keep banging that fucking combine drum. Yeah, no question. Um, 
stupid. The bear, the Bears traded for Carolina's one. Uh, the Carolina and the Bears, Carolina traded for the one. Uh, they're talking about trading down even. Who do they take number one off the board? Is it is it Bryce? Is it CJ? Or do they trade the pick? Didn't they just trade for it? Why would they trade what? They're talking about trading the pick now to get multiple picks. What the fuck? They just okay. Yeah, um, that's that's the new news. Um, I mean, if they may, that, go that route, then that means that. Like, hey, Matt, but if they do that, if they go that route, Matt, that means they're going with Sam Darnold, right? No, he's a free agent, bro. They're gonna have to like go do something. I, I doubt he comes back. Look, if they. I I personally wouldn't put it past Anthony Richardson going to one. That'd be crazy as fuck. Like, I think Carolina really likes him, and they traded up to number one. And, I mean, I, I think that the first couple of quarterbacks off the board are going to be, I think Richardson goes first, then Young, then Stroud. So, I think, like, the, the fifth pick, Seattle, or the fourth pick, Indianapolis, sitting there, they could be sitting there and have C.J. Stroud just fall in their lap. And if not, then they'll have Anthony Richardson fall in their lap. So it's amazing to me that Levis and Richardson, for as poor as they were last year playing quarterback, as high-touted as they are, but guys like uh, like DCR aren't highly touted, and he's a fourth-rounder, and the rising kid from Utah isn't highly touted. and like Kid at Fresno State. Like the, I feel like there's a lot of really good quarterbacks out there in the second, third, fourth round that are going to be better players than the athletes at the top of the draft. Maybe. Uh, I agree. I like the kid at Fresno. Uh, DTR is out there. Is he going to be guy? Yeah, D- DTR, that's what I was saying. I, I like him throwing the ball better than this fucking Richardson kid. Um, no, D- no, look, so let me ask you this, quarterback coach. Is DTR professional? Uh, no. You don't think he can play at that level? He's Kyler Murray one on one. I I don't are number two. I don't know. I I don't know, Matt. You I, you I don't think he's a prima donna at all. I think he's a fucking worker. Yeah, he is. From what I've heard, the the issue is though. Uh, I don't know. I've been you know more. I listen to you and Zach and these other people talk about this. This is what the world is becoming. Like the NFL is becoming the athlete at quarterback not the quarterback playing athlete you know he's not the quarterback who's athletic it's an athlete who's trying to play quarterback that is just what it is right now i'm just i mean that's just you know mazzoni said it best i mean that's what he's selling him right now he's like dude this is what it is right now he's like there is no more quarterbacks that are athletic it's all fucking athletes let's make them play quarterback let's see how they are but you're not going to see the great quality quarterback that we named off on friday during the 90s and the 2000s, you're not going to see that again, in, in my opinion. Um, so do, do you think that quarterbacks are more reluctant to change positions now or less? Less, because now they think this is the marketplace. They think this is what they belong doing. This is – the AR-15s are what it is now. They are, they're all Vince Young and RG3s, in their opinion, or Michael Vick, and – I'm just worried that we're going to see more RG3s and Vince Youngs than we are Patrick Mahomes's and Josh Allen's. I, I agree with that, too. I, I mean, that's 100%. the problem. We're going to see more Kyler Murray's uh, every year with DTR and AR-15. I've, I've got this badass quarterback from Dakota Ridge in here named Blake Palandino. He's a really good quarterback. I, I think he's got a high ceiling. But 
we've been teaching him how to play linebacker and defensive ends, and he is a fucking natural, bro. I six know. Five, I know. Really athletic and long, super fast, four six forty, bro. Like he can go play t- quarterback, or you can go get paid to rush the passer. Bro, Matt, let me ask you this, though. That's not existing anymore, in my opinion. The The days of projecting, so I we go recruit the best player in the world because he's the best athlete. I was just talking about Akeem Butler. He's a big-time kid who's playing the XFL right now, tight end kid. I recruited him out of high school. I was trying to get him a Juco. He ended up making it. He went to Iowa State. He played four years there or whatever, and uh, he – he got a couple shots in the league, didn't make it. He's in the XFL. He's ripping it at tight end. He's six, six and a half. He can run. He played basketball. I used to visit him every day in fucking Houston to recruit him. And I built a relationship with the kid. Good kid. But I was like, you're the next Jason Pierre-Paul. And he listened. This was five years ago. Imagine you going in and telling Nakeem Butler, you're the next Jason Pierre-Paul right now. If you sign him to Georgia, let's say, for instance, you go to Georgia, you sign this kid at tight end, and then you say, listen, we think you're the next Jason Pierre-Paul. We're going to move you over to D end. He's in the portal in two hours. Not all of them, but yes, 99% will do that, unfortunately. That's, so- that's the problem. I agree. I, I agree. As a guy who had to change positions in the National Football League, I didn't have a transfer portal to run to, and I wouldn't have done it anyway. So the the inability for players to see their own potential is why coaches are around. It's one of the reasons. So when I walk up to a kid and I say, in this room, there's no choice. You you play the other position in this room. Like Lincoln Fahapoli uh, Jr., the the, the wall from Fort Carson, who's an unbelievable offensive line prospect. He's got a bunch of offers and more coming. I'm making him do a ton of D-line drills now, and he is really excelling and looking good. So now coaches have got to figure out who they want. So the guys that I'm around because of my past, you have to play both ways in here or I won't let you move forward. So it's I hope I hopefully am getting that mentality out of all of my guys as we go and look i just got to give some congrats right now to jordan achoa from castleview our big defensive end pass rusher got his first power five last night in washington state on top of wyoming and toledo and a couple of others jackson cowgirl the big three technique at erie got his first the other night from washington state as well a huge power five offer for him jake stainbrook stonebreaker our running back tight uh linebacker from douglas county just got UNLV, Colorado, Kansas State offered him the other day. Lincoln, Lincoln, Falpoli just got Wyoming, Central Michigan, Colorado offered him way back in the day. Um, Gage Ginther is now like CU, Oklahoma, Penn State, Michigan, like Tennessee. He's blowing up. Um, so, you know, Brett Cool Jay's only a sophomore. He's got seven offers now. IMG just gave him a huge opportunity to move to Florida and play for them down there, which we couldn't pass up. So it's, look, man, it's, this, this business is tough. And that's exactly why it's rewarding when it works. You know, it's a fucking hard racket. So I love it when my guys fucking blow up and, and, uh, and the, the payoff works. Hey, I think I blew, I, I, I blew, I Bluetoothed you into the show. Are you guys can hear Matt now and me better. I think I could Bluetooth you to my board. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. I have you on my board. Talk to me. Yo yo. 
I, I think it's better. I hear you through my headphones. Um, yeah, we only got five more minutes anyway. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they all say it's way better. Oh, man, I didn't even know I had that capability. That's what happens when you don't That's have my bad. I forgot my computer today. Hey, by the way, I can do this every time now that we have a problem. I can Bluetooth you to my board, and now we hear you just like we're talking on the regular. Um, technology is a motherfucker. Um, I'm a genius, though, so I, didn't, I fucking throw that out there. Um, so I got to be honest, though, man. Um, today, free agency hits. The Jalen Ramsey move, that means that Tua got a fifth year. They signed Tua the other day. That took Aaron Rodgers out of that. That took Lamar Jackson out of that. The longer this Lamar Jackson thing goes on, Matt, the more I think he ends up with EB in Washington. That's where he needs to go anyway. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in Baltimore and just shitty, just in a shitty situation. So, look, when you turn down, how much did he turn down? $250 million? Yeah, that's what they said. So when you tip bait, like this as Lamar and you turn down $250 million. That is the ultimate big ball move where you're betting on yourself. Now, the two sides of this coin, if you bet on yourself and it doesn't work, you've got a one-year $32 million contract and no security. If it would have worked, he would have a seven-year $300 million contract with a ton of security. So, this is the this is kind of my point on be careful what you wish for. You know, it's like Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC sounds good. I mean, monetarily, you're about to make more money, but you're about to be Missouri. You know, UCLA and SC going to the Big Ten sounds good. You'll make more money, but you're about to be Rutgers on the West Coast. So, careful what you fucking wish for. And this is another perfect example of that. Dog. I agree. I think. A buddy of mine hit me up last night and was like, dude, you need to start talking about Lamar do it, pulling a pulling a Le'Veon Bell and not playing at all and forcing a trade if this franchise... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that at all. L- let me ask you this, though. Is that the ultimate... Either It's either an ultimate slap in the face on this side of the spectrum with all the Lamar people that love Lamar and then on this side of the spectrum, it is a truth-telling uh, situation where where the NFL owners, the NFL GMs, and the coaches understand that this may well be the greatest athlete at the quarterback position who has aged faster than any player we've ever seen. He's aging in front of our very eyes because of his play, his style of play, Matt. And I don't know if Lamar Jackson's best play isn't behind him. Well, I disagree with you on that. I don't think his best play is behind him. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins another MVP down the road. But I think the NFL is setting a precedent right now and doing this. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a collusion case in the future. The fact that a 26-year-old past MVP with his talent can't get a job no one's interested. I think the NFL is trying to set a point like, look, you, we need you to have an agent play the game our way, and you don't get to dictate to us, and yada, yada, yada. So, so, it, so it, wait up, wait up, though. You're saying collusion because of that fact, not because of race, not because of anything like that. No. It's, it's because no, no, of the no, no. agent. It's, it's, simply, it's simply because he doesn't like the way that 
that, or the NFL doesn't like the way that Lamar and his mom are playing this out in the media and you know, they don't have an agent and they don't look, there's a huge part of this business that the athletes don't understand. And that's why we hire agents who are lawyers. That's why I, I need somebody that I can call and say, you're the expert here. You have a ton of experience. You've helped all these other guys, obviously highly regarded in your, in your skill. I, I was, my agent is still Tom and Jack Mills who Joe Montana and Dan Graham and Brayton uh, and all these CU guys and so many other Baker Mayfield's agent. They're a sense sports management. They were fucking phenomenal. Whenever I had a problem, I could go to them. You know, like I, I do a lot of work with, with uh, Dwayne Terrence these days. One of his guys is in here from LSU this morning. I do a lot of work with him. Trust him. He's a great agent. But there's a lot of scumbag agents out there, too, that don't know what they're talking about in a comment. And then there's the other side, the, the flip side of all of this, and no agents. And now they've seen Raekwon do it with Chicago and play bully ball and get out of there. And I know Chicago didn't like the way he negotiated and it rubbed the NFL wrong because he did it publicly. And now they're watching a quarterback do it and he wants way more money and more security. And he's also playing it out in publicly. And it's just a bad look. Last year, not playing in the playoff game when you could not traveling with the team, the sunglasses at night, acting like it's not a big deal. I know he's trying to play the game to set his own narrative, but all of that is why the NFL and the clubs are like essentially colluding not to find this guy, in my opinion. They don't want to put up with this bullshit. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with respect. No, I, I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I don't I don't know how this thing unfolds, but I know it's not going to be good because you're going to have half the people that are going to say he got fucked and the other half are like, look, man, this dude, this dude has a mom who has not a clue. And look, she could be great. She could be smart as hell. She could be the greatest fucking person in the world. The bottom line is, not an NFL bottom line is, Matt, Jerry Jones ain't sitting down with you. So that that's also a very uh, intriguing uh, situation. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm not letting Lamar Jackson get away. I'll trade you Dak and a first rounder quick for Lamar Jackson. I I don't disagree with that that take because um, I'm not. I think Dak is just. We've seen Dak what he is. <laughs> How about how about the Giants? Like, really, Danny Dimes is a better fit for that team than Lamar Jackson. They have no wideouts. Who was who was a better fit than Lamar? Like, Lamar doesn't make the Dolphins a championship contender because Tua doesn't. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that one. But I don't, I, mean, I agree, I agree with you on Tua. I don't believe Tua does. Um, but I don't think Lamar the does Raiders either. I think, I think Miami, I think Miami had to have an Aaron Rodgers type of guy. Okay. How about the? You think the Broncos would have any uh, luck getting rid of Russell Wilson and bringing in Lamar? No, yeah, they're stuck. Like the the Jets, if they put all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, it doesn't work. You're stuck with Wilson again, and that can't happen. The fucking Manhattan Milk Hunter cannot be the quarterback anymore. That said, Lamar Jackson's just sitting out there. You have a great defense. You like to run the ball. You love play action. 
and you would have a an unbelievable athlete at the position also, so you could actually scramble and get something out of that in that regard too. And I, I, it makes no sense to me why the Jets are jumping all over this. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do you, as we leave today, we'll be back tomorrow. I got people at my door. I got all kinds of shit going on. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is a Jet by today's end? I think Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet by Wednesday morning, yeah. And do you think Lamar Jackson is um, figured out by Wednesday? No, I don't think Lamar Jackson will. I, Lamar Jackson can string this up in week 10 of next year if he wants to. I know, that's crazy. He, can he doesn't have to do shit, so. To me, that's a bigger issue than the collusion. Yeah, it's, it's bad on both sides. This is not a good look. Yeah. Um, your Colorado Buffs made the NCAA tournament. Um, what? Yeah. No way CU made the tournament, bro. They were 17 and 16. You didn't know that? Dude, there's zero chance that Colorado made the tournament. Let me see, dude. I, I swear to God, they put him on the – I saw him on the thing. There's no fucking way. They were 17 and 16 and lost to UCLA in the first second round of the basketball tournament. No, they lost first round. First round then. Maybe it's the no. women. The women's team is really good this year. Yeah, they, they're like a four-seed or something. Oh, my bad. It was the women, dude. My bad. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, uh, who do you got winning? Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the stick of college basketball all year. I don't have no clue. I know, me either, but I I'm going to. I'm gonna... Everyone keeps saying Alabama, and I just, I can't, I can't, like, root for them i'm not gonna fucking root for the guy who's bringing guns to kill people and shit like i'm not i'm not doing that me either me either I'm um i'm gonna go ucla because i'm a ucla homer when it comes to basketball and he's a west coast guy in Makes la sense. i'm gonna go ucla they got a lot of veteran leadership they are hurt though they lost two bigs uh i think arizona's good uconn's got a shot um duke is playing really well uh north carolina didn't even make the tournament they're preseason number one first time ever um, Texas, I think, is playing don't well. Be surprised if Texas does something. Yeah, Texas, Texas got a two seed. Team. Texas got a two seed. Um, I think they're they pretty good. To play for too, like their coach got suspended and all that shit, and then all the charges got dropped. Like maybe we should make, maybe we should let the legal process play out before we offset coach and light him on fire. Yeah, no shit, no shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. I got to get out of here, too. So I appreciate you making it work for me this morning. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, I got yes, to talk I'm to you about Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday, I won't be here. We got Pro Day up in Boulder on Wednesday. So I'll be up there with Jamar getting down and getting ready to go get paid. Good shit. Appreciate you. Tell that motherfucker he's a, he's a true slap dick. Amen. Later. Um. All right. Appreciate it, everybody. Man, all you guys in the room, pound the like button. 600 people. I need 600 likes, people. I need 500 likes to show, and then we'll get to 1,000, but we got to get 500. Um, pound the like button for me on three. Pound the like button for me on me. One, two, three. Hit the like button. I appreciate you guys. As always, I got to cut the short. Cut the show a little short today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning first thing. 
Got a gr- lineup this week. We got Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens own, coming on the show this week. Uh, Jeff Nadu will be back on Thursday to talk college basketball tournament. Uh, we're going to pick our bracket live on the show. We'll call some of you guys in to pick your bracket with us. And uh, also this week, we got McKinney, MMA fighter, uh, Terrence McKinney. And uh, we got a uh, we got a pretty interesting lineup this week, to say the least. So shout out to Jack Mack coming on the show. Shout out to Matt and Zach Smith, as always, for Menace Monday. Um, make sure you pound that like button on three. Pound that like button on me as you leave here. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you. Oops. I'll see you guys um, tomorrow. We've had some technical difficulties today, but we made it work. Appreciate all you guys, man. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Peace.